Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Just a quick note before we get started that this is part of our Blast from the Past series, where we celebrate one of the incredible women in tech from our archive. And if you're a new listener or you're just looking to be inspired, dig into the back catalog. There are literally hundreds of stories to choose from. Enjoy the episode. When I looked at the PM application, I was like, I don't have, you know, I don't even remember the years of experience. I was like, crap, I'm coming out of college. I think my network spoke for myself and also, you know, my want to do this job Mm -hmm. um, that my bosses really were like, heck yes, let's let's just go for it. My name is Esprit Devora host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. I call it actionable empowerment. Every single episode, you'll hear the story of a fantastic woman in tech, from engineers to founders to investors to journalists to designers, all sorts of different females in tech who have thrived. I want to share their stories with you so that you can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. The Women in Tech podcast is an independent production funded by you, the community. To support Women in Tech, if you believe in the vision as much as we do, please consider going to womenintechpodcast.com. That's womenintechpodcast.com and just click on the contribution link to keep this podcast going. Thank you. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast. I love being in Atlanta, Georgia. It's been absolutely exhilarating being here. And now I am here with Techstars Atlanta in partnership with Cox Enterprises. That's C-O-X. You probably already know the, uh, the it's like a cable company, right? That is one of the verticals that they are in. Yeah. So they have three main verticals. They're based here out of Atlanta, Georgia. They're family owned and private. Um, they have communications, automotive, and then also a media vertical. And it's amazing that they're a supporter of Techstars, the tech culture, and the startup industry. And so go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do here at Techstars Atlanta. Yeah, so my name is Rachel Ford, Program Manager for Techstars Atlanta in partnership with Cox Enterprises. Uh, And so anything that really falls into the logistics or operations side of things for running this accelerator each year falls on my plate, whereas the managing directors, Michael Cohn and Tyler Scriven, that are here in Atlanta um, are more involved on the strategic big picture items for our 10 companies. And when did you get your start in the tech world? I would say in the tech world, always have been a lover of science and technology, um, went to school at Georgia Tech Engineering, so have always loved it. Um, and then going into my third year of college was when I really got involved into the startup scene. And what was it about the startup scene then that you're like, oh my gosh, I want to be a part of that? Yeah, it all started really with um, this one class at Georgia Tech. Uh, it was called Startup Lab, and it was truly a lab. It taught um, Lean Launchpad customer discovery. So it was all about the scientific method, but how it applied to startups. Right. And I just like truly got that. I really understood it. Right. Um, and using that as a model for business development was really interesting to me. Awesome. Going back, so you discovered it during college. Mm-hmm. And when did you trans- transition into the world professionally? 
Uh, at the same time, so after I took that class, that class project then turned into our business, which we successfully ran a Kickstarter for, went through product development, oversaw a change from shipping B2C product to a yeah. B2B model. Um, and then after that point, I wound up leaving that so I could join Techstars. So you've been with Techstars for the majority of your professional career. I have. So this was my first real big girl job, if you will, after the company and after graduation. How exciting. How long have you been with Techstars so far? I just had my full work anniversary for one year. Workiversary. Yes, Do you know I've never like heard that term before? <laughs> yeah. I love it. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. What would you say is the most enticing aspect of working with the Techstars global community? I mean, Techstars isn't just Atlanta. Techstars is so many cities around the world. What is it that makes Techstars so brilliant to work with? So we have accelerator programs in about 30, 30 cities at this point. Um, and then in addition to that, our global network of founders, mentors, investors, et cetera, global network partners, is about 10,000 people strong right now, and we're all connected on this internal platform, which is really, really cool. Right. So anytime I want to travel to another city, I want to experience the tech scene in another city, say I came to LA, right. I could hit up all of our founders and our program staff out there, and they would give me a warm welcome and a good introduction to that startup network, which I think is really, really powerful, especially for our founders, seeing that they can go from city to city and get connected to investors and mentorship and other companies, and if you need a couch to sleep on, right. like all all of those opportunities open to you through the Techstars Network. What does a program manager do? Program manager. So we do a lot of stuff throughout the year. We wear a different hat at different times. Um, when we are doing our applications, we are doing sourcing and deal flow um, for the managing directors to take a look at. Oftentimes, we get involved in the evaluation. So that's you know talking to the founders, evaluating the technology, looking at the markets, that type of stuff. As we go through selection, which is where we whittle down those applications, um, we are running that process. So taking it down from, you might get upwards of 500 to 1,000 applications, taking it down to the final 10 with mm -hmm. the managing directors, managing the, you know, the communications and the operations of that part. And at the same time, we are setting up all of program to run for that three months. So there's a lot of back-end stuff that people don't yeah. really see, um, but has to be there for it to run successfully and for the founders to really make the most of it um, during program. In your experience from, from college and even before college, so your professional life, what prepared you the most to be a programs manager for one of the most prominent organizations in the startup and tech world? Yeah, I think there's always been this um, movement towards time management and just like sublime organization in my life. Right. Um, I don't think I'm actually OCD, but maybe <laughs> in terms of like my spreadsheets and everything, right. of course. Um, so I think really being on top of it uh, and be w being willing to just sacrifice for the grind, right? And right. to make sure that everything that you're doing is really benefiting the founders at the end of the day. Um, the Techstars, you know, mantra is give first. You'll see that hashtag all over Twitter. Right. We have the give first crown within the organization, and it really just underlines the fact that anything that we are doing should be effective and should be really there for the founders at the end of the day. Is Techstars something that will pop up in other cities around the world in the sense that can – are, for everyone listening, is there an opportunity there if they could prepare themselves now to be a program manager for a Techstars that doesn't even exist yet? What would they do to make that possible for themselves? Yeah. I or how can they start rallying to bring one to their city? Oh my gosh, don't we all want one everywhere? <laughs> uh, so as the programs expand across the across the globe, um, right now we're at 30. You know, a couple of years ago we might have been at 20, and then you know, 10 years ago we had first started. Right. right? So we're going through this period of global expansion, and each of those programs does have to have a, a 
program manager. Um, I think to get your foot in the door, the best thing for you to do if you're interested in Techstars and working for Techstars is applying to be what we call an associate at one of our programs. So each program hires anywhere from, let's call it two to seven associate positions that are working professionals. They have skill sets, whether they are designers, they're marketers, business development, that type of stuff. Um, Even ops roles too sometimes if you're just like a really, really strong ops person. Um, But those associates come on for a contract length of three months, so the accelerator program. But during that time, you're working side-by-side with founders. You're working side-by-side with the program staff, so the PM and the MDs for those programs. And you're really getting a sense of what it is like to run the accelerator program and to also you know, start your own business from the right. sake of the founder or the perspective of the founder. So I think that would be a great opportunity. And then on top of that, Techstars, in addition to the 30 programs that we have, um, we have a group called Startup Programs. Start, yeah, Startup Programs, <laughs> excuse me. Um, I think it's now being called Community. But those are people that do all of the startup weeks and startup weekends around the entire world. So we have about a thousand events a year, which is phenomenal to mm-hmm. think that there's like what three a day going on somewhere in the, the yeah. universe. Uh, so there is a phenomenal amount of people that come out of the woodwork in those communities. We have people, community leaders, that just really organize those events, draw the people there build up the hype in those cities, and they make entire weekends and weeks out of these things, right? And that's really the first touch point for entrepreneurs. A few questions. One, what is Startup Week and Startup Weekend? And then if someone wants to get involved, where do they go? Yeah, so you literally can just go to techstars.com and you can find a list of the startup weekends and weeks that are going on around uh, around the world at any given point. You can sign up through the links on those websites and that'll get you in contact with the people that are doing the event organization. Um, and regardless of if it's a weekend or a week, I think there are... A f- just a phenomenal amount of activities that you can jump into and you can even start organizing them too if you want to really put your personal network into the mix. So how many tech stars are there around the world? Right now, I believe we've officially announced 29 programs, accelerator programs. So those are the three-month, you know, 90-day accelerators. Um, in terms of startup communities, I don't even have a count for you right now. All the statistics <laughs> are on the website, but it just keeps increasing day by day um, as more communities get more and more involved in doing the startup weeks and weekends. What's the difference between an accelerator and an incubator? Yeah, so an incubator is really, you know, you might have a napkin sketch. You're still kind of proving out what we would call product market fit. Um, You probably have not sold any product. You might not even have uh, what we call an MVP or a minimum viable product um, that's seen any users or seen any eyeballs, if you will. Um, An accelerator, we normally come in at a pace where you are ready to scale. So you have an MVP that has some sort of traction. It doesn't necessarily mean revenue in terms of money. It could be eyeballs, daily active users, whatever your metric is, right? We want that. We also want a founding team normally. Um, We are not opposed to sole founders by any means. There are so many success stories there. Um, But we want to know that the team, regardless of if it's one person or five or however many you have, has, you know, a background in this. Like, do, are they authentic? Do they have an authentic story about why they're proposing this business? Um, are they credible? Do they have some sort of background knowledge? Or, you know, have they worked in a job right. in the same market? Um, and then also, are they self-aware? Like, are they coachable? Do we actually want to work with them to help scale their business? Do we think they're going to learn and, like, take criticism well? I'm not sure if we got to it. Did you say, mention what is Startup Week and Startup Weekend? 
So Startup Weekend is going to be a collection of events. Um, I sometimes would make the parallel to a hackathon. Right. Uh, and then a Startup Week is more of a community celebration. Startup Week Atlanta, you know, we would spotlight all of the different co-working spaces, all of the incubators, accelerators, uh, you know, Atlanta Tech Village would so be a great, a great place. it's a great way to immerse yourself into a community, especially if you know nothing. Yeah, if you know nothing, I always, always recommend people attend Startup Week and Startup Weekends yeah. just because that is the place where you're going to meet the most people at you know the most dense amount of time, right. if you will. So the concentration of startup people is going to be really high at this. What would you say is the most challenging thing about being a programs manager? Ooh. I always feel a constant need to be doing op stuff, right. whereas I would love to be with the founders, you know, 150% of the right. time. Um, and of course, at the end of the day, the op stuff needs to get done, and it makes the program that much more successful because the founders don't have to do anything on right, that front. Right. Um, but I think it's the constant pull of wanting to be with the founders <laughs> at all times. <laughs> I totally understand that. And what would you say, I mean, you're living your dream now. This is amazing that you found this opportunity straight away. Uh, what would you say is a mindset that you've had in achieving your dreams throughout your life? Yeah, I think just going for it, honestly. Um, when I looked at the PM application, I was like, I don't have, you know, I don't even remember the years of experience. It was either three to five or five to seven. And I right. was like, crap, I'm coming out of college. Yeah. Shoot. I do have some experience here, but maybe it's not enough. Right. Um, I would say just continually go for it. Um, I think my network spoke for myself and also, you know, my want to do this job mm -hmm. um, that my bosses really were like, heck yes, let's let's just go for it. Um, and it's been fantastic. It's been a great journey so far. This last year has been phenomenal. I've been opened up to not only helping 10, 10 different companies in the first year, um, but also getting to travel around the world and see different startup communities and get a different perspective on what that looks like. So rad. Yeah. How can people connect with you? Uh, so to connect with Techstars, you can go to our Facebook, you can go to our Instagram, Twitter, or just our website. Um, any of the applications for the Accelerator programs will be found on that website, as well as all of the dates and times for the startup programs, so startup weeks and weekends. Uh, definitely follow me on Twitter. It's at Rachel K. Ford. Pretty easy. And, and it's R-A-C-H-E-L-K-F-O-R-D. Yep. Cool. That would be the easiest way to find awesome. me. Awesome. I love Twitter, too. Yeah. You know, speaking of, I totally don't think Twitter's outdated. What do you think about this whole debate, like Twitter is insignificant? I don't think it's insignificant. I think it's always going to be interesting to try to put your perspective in 140 characters. Yeah. <laughs> I think Twitter is where you make new friends, and Facebook is where you communicate with old friends. Yeah, man. I am... You know, I'm a big fan of Snapchat. I will say that. Still? Uh, yeah. Still, so you're still, still on the boat. I am. Oh, I my am, gosh. But it's mostly, it's like whatever platform your friends are using. Right, right. right. Um, and here in Atlanta, Snapchat's pretty popular. Um, Facebook is definitely, like, more personal, whereas Twitter, I'm not private. So I would I would connect with anybody. And Instagram stories? Instagram stories, I have started using more. My friend group is getting, they're dabbling. Yeah. So they're branching out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast and making time today. I know it was like a scrunch time and I really appreciate it. I think it's so cool. And um, yeah, you guys, to connect with more incredible people, 
in Women in Tech, be sure to check out the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. It goes straight to the Facebook group. And yesterday, we just built this community site. It's really cool. It has Women in Tech um, to just have their profiles, almost like the LinkedIn for Women in Tech around oh, the world, dope. but no social networking. Yeah. So it's literally just like a directory of all the Women in Tech around the world. And um, we just built, there's still a bug, but by the time it comes out on this episode, like it will be fixed and ready to go. And that's thanks to, you know, beta list, right? Yeah. It's thanks to beta list. Um, yeah. So I'm pretty excited about it. Um, I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Betalist, one of my favorite companies to gain exposure to your startup before you're even live. Go to betalist.com slash women in tech and get featured. Yes, get your startup featured while still in beta and make sure people know that you're about to go live. So when you open the floodgates for business, you'll be ready with pre-existing customers and signups. That's betalist.com slash women in tech. The Women in Tech podcast is an independent production funded by you the community. To support Women in Tech, if you believe in the vision as much as we do, please consider going to womenintechpodcast.com. That's womenintechpodcast.com and just click on the contribution link to keep this podcast going. Thank you. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.